Truth Espresso, episode 121. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. <laughs> and now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. <sighs> this is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. This is Daniel Minnick, the host for Truth Espresso, commuting to work for yet another episode of Truth Espresso Express, just pulling out of my parking lot and <clears throat> heading up the street to head toward the highway. And I think this um, episode is going to be quite the drive through a particular verse of scripture that I think can often be misunderstood. Um, if you remember earlier, if you've been listening to episodes of Truth Espresso Express, I did a an episode on 1 Peter 3.21, uh, the verse where Peter says that baptism now saves you, or saves us. And, uh, you know, a lot of... Uh, Christian sects and Roman Catholicism will interpret that, you know, seemingly uh, very literally there that it's saying that water baptism justifies you. And I gave my understanding of that passage to help with, uh, I think, a, a Baptist understanding of how to interpret that as literally as possible regarding the parallels between how the flood saved Noah and didn't justify him before God, and how baptism would save the Christian, but not in the sense of justifying them before God, washing away their sins. Um, regeneration associated with justification, and so I contended that just like the floodwaters separated Noah and his family from the influence of the wicked world there that would be judged by God, so uh, water baptism is a positive ordinance of the believer because like Noah who was righteous or Zedek before uh, the floodwaters, the Christian would be righteous or Zedek by faith um, in Jesus Christ, and then by virtue of that faith, baptism is a pledge or an answer of a good conscience before God, and so baptism being a pledge, that's how it saves because it's intended to separate you as a Christian from the influence of the world because you are identifying, you are pledging to live the Christian life um, as God's people separated from the world. And so, you know, if you haven't listened to that, I recommend you listen to that. And and I hope that it uh, helps you to think and consider what that verse could really mean if it uh, doesn't mean that uh, water baptism justifies before God or washes away sins. So now, um, in this episode, I'm going to tackle yet another verse that has to do with water baptism and the idea that the act of water baptism justifies or cleanses from sins, you know, I mean, I believe that water baptism 
is associated with the washing of regeneration. It's associated with cleansing from sins. It definitely pictures that. Uh, not all, It pictures the death and burial and resurrection of Christ, and we're identifying with that, but it also pictures uh, what it does for us, what Jesus did for us in washing away our sins. And so I think that's the significance of... Um, the water there uh, to picture washing away sins um, and so Acts twenty-two sixteen. that is the verse that we're going to be discussing here and so what is the context of Acts twenty-two sixteen? what is this well this is later in Paul's uh, life this is actually where he's on trial and he's giving his testimony of conversion he gives a separate testimony of his conversion i believe twice during the various trials that he faced before he would end up being um, imprisoned on house arrest uh, for two years before he was finally executed but the apostle paul in giving his testimony and um, remember from Acts chapter 9, God sent Ananias, and Ananias was a little scared there, like, wait a minute, God, this is the one who was killing your people, and I happen to be one of your people here preaching Jesus Christ, so oh, what about my skin here? And and God tells him, don't worry, uh, he is a chosen vessel to bear my name before uh, Gentiles and kings and so on. And so Ananias has to trust that God's telling the truth here. He's going to go seek out his enemy, who God says is now his former enemy, and Ananias is going to instruct uh, Saul of Tarsus here and tell him what he needs to do. And so when um, Ananias lays his hands and, and, and tells Saul to, that, to receive his sight, and Saul didn't really receive his sight until uh, three days later, but <laughs> there goes my GPS telling me that it's getting close to the highway here. And so I'm getting close to the explanation of this verse, Acts 22:16. So, as I'm driving, you know, I did look at the verse um, earlier so that I could remember as much as I can what it says, but remember, I'm not reading it. I am <laughs> quoting it from memory. And so, Acts 22.16, if I recall correctly, Ananias is telling uh, Saul, he says, so why tarriest thou? Or what, what are you waiting for, basically? Arise and be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And so that seems pretty straightforward, doesn't it? You know, isn't, doesn't that line up with the idea that the disciples of Christ um, in this uh, Jewish milieu were supposed to be washing away their sins by the act of baptism? Uh, and just as uh, John the Baptist's baptism was said to be a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins or the forgiveness of sins. And so, you know, wouldn't then by uh, getting baptized, according to John, wash away your sins? Well, you know, I'm, I might uh, tackle that verse in a later episode, 
but I'm going to tackle Acts 22:16. So what did Ananias mean when he told Saul, Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord? Isn't he telling him that um, getting baptized washes away his sins doesn't it seem like what he's saying he says get up and be baptized and you know essentially thereby in doing that wash away your sins and as you're being baptized that is how you call upon the name of the lord but you know i think there are some nuances if you were to look at the uh, a greek construct there to uh, possibly understand the verse different grammatically so you know in the English what we're seeing there in a lot of translations it will give two ands there so it says arise and be baptized and wash away your sins so you know as we read that we might see that it's uh, kind of like a progressive um, kind of conjunctive and there con like the word and in Greek is chi and we might think it's saying okay do this and thereby or consequently do this and thereby or consequently have this happen so we see arise and then get baptized and we say see it say and thereby wash away your sins but you know, when we look at the Greek of what Ananias says here, we see that it's not um, three commands, it's two commands. So, well, actually, you know, kind of four commands here, but two root commands and two modifiers. So let's start with it. So when he says, arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, there's only one and in the Greek. It's the and between be baptized and wash away your sins so he's saying basically two commands be baptized and wash away your sins and so what about arise well arise is a a, a participle there basically so he's saying arising be baptized so you know Saul like you need to get baptize here that's that's the first instruction of uh, the command of God here you need to be baptized but you know how does he do it you know since um, Saul is blind here perhaps he's lying down as uh, Ananias is talking perhaps he's sitting down you know trying to be safe you know since he's blind he doesn't get bumped he doesn't bump into anything or something but so Ananias is telling him arising be baptized so the command is be baptized but you have a modifier that functions like an adverb there it tells you how to go about be baptized so get up to be baptized so arising be baptized you have the command be baptized and you have arising as a modifier that tells you the manner or the method in which you be baptized so arising be baptized you need to get up so that you can be baptized there is no and in the Greek there it's just be baptized and this is how you are to go about that you need to get up and now 
you have and, and then you have a second command, which is wash away your sins. Now, just telling the apostle, or tell, he's not an apostle yet, but just telling Saul of Tarsus here, wash away your sins, that's not going to really help him unless you tell him how. Just like with be baptized, you know, you have that modifier arising to tell you how that's going to be done. Now the command, wash away your sins, has its own modifier that follows it. So, um, so the full two commands here is arising, be baptized. That's the first command. And then you have and, and then you have the second command, which is wash away your sins with its own modifier that's a participle, kind of like arising. It's calling upon the name of the Lord. So, arising, be baptized, that's the first command. And, here's the second command, wash away your sins, calling upon the name of the Lord. So, first command, be baptized. How do you do it? You get up. Second command, wash away your sins. How do you do that? Calling upon the name of the Lord. So, is uh, Ananias really telling Saul that baptism is what washes away his sins? You know, you could read it and understand it that way, but I think it's possible to understand the nuance of the grammar here to see that uh, Ananias is giving Saul two commands, each one with a modifier that tells him how it's to be done. So, be baptized is one command, and wash away your sins is a separate command. And, you know, so be baptized by getting up, wash away your sins by calling on the name of the Lord. So it's calling upon the name of the Lord that is associated with the act of washing away your sins, which, you know, how is that brought about, you know? The Apostle Peter says, you know, repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. And that might be, you know, as I talk about in a later episode about what does it mean for John the Baptist's baptism that it says that it was the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Like, is it really the baptism that's for the remission of sins or is it repentance that's for the remission of sins? And repentance is, uh, you know, it's an inward thing. It's not something that re- that you know, is in and of itself an outward work. Now, it results in outward works. You know, there's evidence of repentance. And, you know, baptism is an evidence of repentance. But, you know, repentance is, um, you know, a change of mind. And, you know, we can't really necessarily just dictate to our mind, okay, change. You know, there are factors that uh, convince us of something otherwise, and repentance being a change of mind, it's internal, it's not an outward work, and I would say that, you know, calling upon the name of the Lord, you know, it can be done verbally, but it starts with, you know, being convinced in your mind. And so, you know, was Ananias really telling Saul wash away your sins by being baptized. No, I was telling, I believe that he's telling Saul, be baptized, 
and, you know, wash away your sins by calling on the name of the Lord. And that makes sense with the grammar there. There's two different commands, each one with its own participle that's modifying it and saying how it's to be done. Uh, and so, you know, and we could compare this to other passages of Scripture. Now, someone might bring up Acts 2.38, which, of course, I could talk about in another episode if, we, if I want to cover all the verses that are understood to teach that baptism somehow is either the, the means or uh, the necessary action uh, sine qua non by which one cannot be saved without it, cannot be justified before God, cannot have any hope of, of you know, entering heaven or, you know, being resurrected without it. <clears throat> and so, yeah, um, it, because, you know, Paul himself didn't seem to teach that water baptism uh, is some kind of necessary requirement, even though he did baptize people. And, we, you know, he said he thanks God that he only baptized a few in First Corinthians chapter 1, but, you know, we see that many people were baptized under his ministry. You know, we see uh, in Acts chapter 18 and verse 8 where, you know, Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, is baptized and his household. And then many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. So there were many Corinthians who were baptized under Paul's ministry, but he doesn't treat it as something to elevate himself. He doesn't treat it as, uh, you know, something that someone must attach to and say, I was saved because I was baptized, or even I was, I'm special because I was baptized by Paul. And so I don't think that Ananias necessarily, and grammatically speaking, according to the Greek, was saying that Saul would be, <laughs> would have his sins washed away. Remember, arising be baptized, first command. And here comes the second command. Wash away your sins. How? Calling on the name of the Lord. And, you know, Romans 10, uh, if I recall correctly, you know, how shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? So calling is associated with belief. It's a natural reaction of someone who has uh, believed and they realize they're a sinner and they call upon the name of the Lord. You know, as the Apostle Paul says, with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So I don't, and there in Romans chapter 9, I don't believe he's saying that you must uh, verbalize words with your mouth, thereby to be saved. Um, you know, it's it's made ice uh, soterion, if I remember correctly in the Greek there, but um, ice soterion. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that the ice there, the into means to accomplish. It means, you know, in the aim or purpose or direction of something. So confession, although it's evidence of what's in the heart, the metanoia to the repentance um, unto salvation, it doesn't mean that, that that act itself of confessing saves you. So just like someone could even call 
call upon the name of the Lord in the act of baptism, it was, as is likely possible here that, you know, it could have been that Saul, you know, was truly converted in the act of baptism. That doesn't mean that the act of baptism itself was necessary um, or resulted in washing away his sins. It was the calling upon the name of the Lord um, that's associated with the metanoia to the repentance, the change of heart toward the truth. And so, yes, um, repenting does um, is evidence of faith that um, is for salvation, a change of mind, and one of the things, you know, a command to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ um, is evidence of a changed heart, as, you know, we saw in 1 Peter 3.21. It's an answer of a good conscience before God. Um, yes, baptism is associated with salvation. That doesn't mean baptism saves you as in justifies you as in washes away your sins but baptism is associated with it it's tightly you know um you know it's the should be the first act of the christian to identify as the christian and it, it pictures washing away sins it it pictures the death burial and resurrection of christ it pictures the changed heart you know it, it it very much pictures a lot that has to do with one becoming a Christian and being the first act. It's like, you know, okay, now that you're, you've been justified by, you know, your faith that God has given you to uh, believe the truth about Jesus, you're regenerated and, you know, you are now a Christian. Now what do you do? You put on the clothes of Christ. Yes, I know Lutherans and and, uh, you know, others that will say baptism is the clothes of Christ. It's how you put on Christ. And I don't have an issue with that. You know, baptism is should be the first act in which you are publicly wearing Christ. And so I don't have any problem with uh, with Saul here possibly, you know, having his sins washed away while he's being baptized. But, you know, the command call upon the name of the Lord or the command wash away your sins and the method being calling upon the name of the Lord is you know what washed away his sins what justified him before God even if it was done in the act of baptism um, and you know so you have two commands there be baptized and wash away your sins calling him on the name of the Lord and so I think that's the how we should understand that and how we should take that to heart um, the first command to, you know to someone who needs to be saved is you know wash away your sins how do you do that calling upon the name of the Lord and then uh, and then uh, uh, you know an associated command or the first you know command the first step of obedience in identifying as a christian wearing christ putting on christ is you know get up and be baptized or be baptized by getting up <laughs> arising be baptized and wash away your sins calling on upon the name of the lord and so i am uh, 
getting close to work. I am getting close to the parking lot here, and so I hope that this episode was helpful. If you um, had Acts 22:16 presented to you to show that, well, you know, Paul recognized that by recounting his conversion that Ananias told him that baptism will wash away his sins, and so therefore water baptism does that for Christians, well, you know, if we look closely at the Greek, we can understand that the grammar doesn't necessarily teach that. You know, Ananias gave Paul two separate commands, and it's a coordinating conjunctive chi there. It's, you know, it's not a copulative chi or and, it's a, you know, a conjunctive chi uh, for two commands, each one with their own modifier, arising be baptized, first command, and then, and, here comes the second command, wash away your sins, calling upon the name of the Lord. And so, I hope that was helpful, and stay tuned for other episodes, further episodes of Truth Espresso Express, as we look at other other passages talking about water baptism, and of course, plenty of other topics. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning, and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso.